Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, along with CPA Allison Rife Martin, Philip talks about what are estate tax exemptions and how do they work? How much money can I give yearly and not have it count against my estate tax exemption exclusion? What's the tax impact of transferring money or assets to an irrevocable trust? And more. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. I, I, I polled a couple of clients on my email list that listen to the podcast frequently, and they thought it'd be a good idea to have a weekly podcast live Q and A uh, on Zoom and a recap of the episodes and just what's going on in the market in the world economically. So I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to have the first one Friday on the 10th. So check it out. The way you're going to find out about it and get the Zoom link is you have to be part of the email list. If you're not part of my email list, you won't get the Zoom link and you're going to miss it. How do you join my email list? Go to stonehillwealthmanager.com, download a free copy of Retirement Investing 101 or of the PDF of the Bitcoin paper I did right at the beginning. So check it out. Don't miss it and join the list. Talk to you soon. All right, we are back with another episode, September 2nd, long, quick year after a short year. Um, (laughs) Allison is back. And so today we are going to piggyback on what uh, John and I talked about on Tuesday's episode, which if you haven't listened to it, pause it right here, go back to it, get the background. We're talking estate planning and we're specifically talking about estate planning for uh, high income, high net worth. Um, you know, younger folks and, you know, folks that are uh, further along in their journey. But the, but, the, but the specific playing topic is even if you have a net worth that's two, three, four, five million dollars, ten million dollars right, under under the normal estate tax exemption you know, thresholds right now, you, you may want to consider this as a planning option or you may just want to consider re- revisiting your estate plan in general because, like the rules might change, right? And, and and let me and let me give you more context today than what I gave even on Tuesday. Um, if if you study the history of like, you can literally Google uh, U.S. tax rate history, right? And when you Google that, um, you I, f- I forget the site, but it gives you like the highest marginal tax rate uh, for for years, and you'll find in periods of time where America was needed lots of money because we had lots of debt, lots of things to pay for. <laughs> tax rates went up under Democrat and Republican um, regimes. And so like the government needs money, you know, they're, they're going to, I call it steal it from the people, but you know, <laughs> uh, they, they, I guess I will say it, pay your fair share. So <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's the, the marketing term for, st- for theft. Exactly. Um, <laughs> 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 but, um, but that, but so, 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 but in a, in a, in a financial plan, like my goal is not to decide what's probable or what's not right. It's how hey, I want to create optionality, right? In my plan, I want to create options because if you don't create options, then you, then you got to do what, what you have to do. Right. And so this is thinking 
teaching about options and, and Allison and I talked before we're going to have, we got like multi, we got tons of episodes we can do on just creating options in your estate plan and your financial future. So this is just one of the ideas, but um, before, before we go back to that idea uh, or we kind of went over the idea, I want to have Allison talk specifically about like the tax implications around this idea. So can, can you, you mind explaining Allison, like what is an estate tax exemption I mean, how all that works? Right. So the, in order to avoid estate taxes, your estate your gross estate has to be 11.7 million or less. So again, it, this this particular at this particular time, if you have an estate greater than 11.7 million, then you are going to have to worry about additional planning options to re- reduce the estate tax implications for your heirs. So um, anyway, that's oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. There's rules like if you're married too, right? If you if you're married, how does all that work? Oh yes, you effectively double it. So it would be. <laughs> 11.7 times two. So that would be $23.4 million gross married estate. And then upon, if one spouse dies, the value of their their share of the estate effectively rolls into your estate. So like I was saying, it's still approximately $23.4 million at this time. Yeah. So, so you, so you won't, you, you won't have to pay that like uh, when they die right you uh it's, it's more when both when both when both spouses pass correct okay yes yeah so um and then i know one of the things as we move into really the discussion about your irrevocable life another key thing to think about is gift tax exclusions if you're going to give and that again goes back to what you and john were talking about with the irrevocable life trust the gift tax exemption that that is fifteen thousand dollars anything that in a in a year to whomever you want you can increase the value of the gift if you and your spouse each give $15,000 a piece to that person. So you're effectively giving them $30,000. Anything above those amounts cuts into your estate tax exclusions or estate exclusions. Let's kind of drill, drill, drill down on that because it, it took me when I was doing my, my, uh, my advanced planning designations uh, like 10 times to understand you know, what that means. and Because uh, I was like, wait, what? So, so basically... You can give, you know, uh, if, if if me and my spouse give fifteen grand each, or thirty grand for 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 one kid in this example, but if we gave that kid fifty thousand, then that means twenty thousand would be subtracted from our lifetime, like that big eleven point or yes. twenty three point whatever million dollar number. Yes. But 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 if we but if we but the but the fifteen grand we give each does not come from that number, right? So we can give fifteen grand for an unlimited amount of years without touching, as long as we stay within that threshold, um, we won't right. touch our our big number. Exactly right. And it, yeah, and I know again, we're, we're focusing on the money piece, but that could be like anything, like you give them maybe a car, but it's, it's really like money. I mean, but typically so, most people are thinking of money. Got it. Okay, oh, so that's, that's a good one. So pro- property, car, all that will count. Whatever we give to a trust, uh, to that trust would, would 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 count from a dollar value standpoint. Right. So the other question too is, could we do it for like if we had ten kids, could we do it for each kid? You can do it for as many people as you want. I mean, heck, you could even give it to me. Yeah, add Allison into the trust. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, and and and, and, that, and, that, and those and those gifts, as long as we stay within that fifteen thousand, which is the current number threshold, we can give basically. An, to an unlimited amount of people, you know, that, per, and, that and that's a per calendar year event. 
per transaction. And again, you don't have to give them 15 grand at one time. You could do it over the course of the year. So you could give them, you know, a thousand bucks here, a thousand bucks there. As long as it totals to 15 grand, you're still within the exemption. And, and so here's a question I know somebody's going to have. Uh, what about to my church or nonprofit or foundation? Can I, can I add them uh, as a beneficiary of the trust and give? I don't believe so. That's really considered a charitable contribution. Yeah, yeah. With other tax implications. Okay. So that 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 leaves a lot of flexibility to especially if you have like, you know, grandkids, nieces, nephews you want to care about. Um right. like I mean, because because just me personally, I even think about myself. Um, and I have my kids, but you know, I you know, if, if I were in a situation, I like I really care about my nieces and nephews and being able to provide stuff for for for, for them and their next generation. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool little flexible planning thing. Yeah, I was going to say, and it, I think that might be one of those, like your example of if you have, if you're 40 and you have a five million dollar estate, knowing that it's going to increase based on how you're properly investing and all, it might be something to start now at 40, starting to give out those gifts if you want, you know, if you think that's going to fit into a proper estate planning strategy, just so you you know you have more time to give a significant ultimately a significant gift to your kids. Got it. Now, now here's a question I, I, I didn't ask you uh, before, but you probably know the answer. When I, when I give that 15 grand, I know somebody's going to ask, that is still 15 grand that is included as income. So I'm not, I'm not deducting it from my income tax, right? I'm just, I'm just giving it, you know, to the trust. Right. Or to the kid or whomever. Yeah. It's not, there's, it's not a taxable kid, yeah. event, right? It's not a taxable event. Yeah. Well, and, and, and you and you actually said it twice and I missed it the first time you were saying. So 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 that that number, right, is just giving period. It doesn't even have to be to a trust. Like if I just give my kid, you know, two grand. Right. That that counts in that year. How yeah. do you delineate though between like giving my kids just like presents or cash for good grades or something like that? It's just they, they kind of just be like, oh, we know you're gonna give your kids some money. Like you're supposed to count it, but whatever. Like we're not gonna bother you that hard. I was going to say that maybe the tooth fairy needs to give some of the money too, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. From the tooth fairy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay. No, that's, that's, um, that's super helpful. And then from a standpoint of once the money is in the trust, right. Cause again, we, you know, we're talking in the context of putting money in there to maybe buy a life insurance policy, but the trust can own other assets. It can own investments. It can own real estate. You know, how do, how do taxes work from the trust standpoint? Are you, are you taxed on that money? Is it a, te- you know, how, how does that work? Well, an irrevocable life trust is a separate entity from you, from you, the ultimately the grantor in the estate. So, you, you know, you have to set up a separate EIN for it, separate tax return. And then obviously it will be taxed accordingly based on the, like, say, if you have it invested in stocks and bonds or whatever, there is a tax on the earnings from the investments. So yes, you do have to consider all that. It's just again a separate entity. But it, but it, it it won't necessarily come back on me, right? Because I'm not a I'm not a beneficiary of the trust. That'll be a whole different tax returns, different rules depending on who's the beneficiaries and all that. Right, and and one thing to consider is the tax rates for something that's in an irrevocable trust. Again, since it's a separate entity and it is a trust, it is at a higher tax rate. So it is. So you need to be thoughtful when you're setting this up. Like, and and there again, I think it's where it comes into play. If if you 
know that you're going to have the $11.8 million at some point, really just be thoughtful about doing it and what you're transferring into it or giving up. Because again, the taxes are higher or potentially higher than what your current tax rates are. Got it. Okay. No, that makes, that makes complete sense. There, there, there are, as, as I'm going through it, I'm like, man, we got to get an estate planner on the, on the other part too, right? Cause there's other questions, you know, that we have about uh, that deal, but yeah, this is uh, good information for folks to know. Uh, this makes me happy about sitting through all those boring advanced planning lunches. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. I know. Who knew reading the tax code could be that fun and neat right. and important and relevant? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Listening to tax attorneys talk, I was like, I used to I used to fight going to sleep and I'm like, oh, okay, I can actually like follow what's going on and I know a little something, something. So exactly. So anyway. <laughs> Well, cool. Let everybody know how they can reach you if they have any specific questions on this planning idea or any other ideas that you know, you because estate planning is a part of your practice and what you help uh, clients yes. do as well, along with everything else. Yes. So if you want to get a hold of me, you can go to my website, rifemartincpa.com, or you can send uh, me an email at um, info at rifemartinaccounting.com. And I would love to schedule some time to talk with you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Allison. As always. All right. Have a great week. Weekly, I'm recording advanced planning ideas with my advanced planning idea episode sponsors, John Thurman, CEO of Access Financial, and Allison Rife Martin, CEO of Rife Martin CPAs. We're going to talk about uh, advanced financial planning ideas that we see our financially successful clients use to grow and protect your wealth. Tune in weekly. On the episode, you'll see it'll be titled Advanced Planning, so you know which episodes are the advanced planning episodes. Uh, if you have any specific thoughts, questions, or ideas you, you want brought up on the Advanced Planning Ideas episodes, feel free to tweet me at ask underscore Philip uh, or reach out to any of my guests. They'll put their information in each episode for more questions and more thoughts and things that you want to share on, on the episodes. Enjoy your day. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.